Amen. Merry Christmas. It's coming quick, isn't it? Uh, we're in Matthew chapter 1 this morning. We'll stand in our great God's honor if you find that. I want to read uh, verses 18 through the end of the chapter. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Let's pray. Father, you are amazing, Lord. What you went through so we could be with you, Lord. Um, we just worship you this time of year. It, it just reminds us, Lord, of how you gave up what is rightfully yours. So we could attain what is not rightfully ours, but now is. Wow. <laughs> so, Lord, as we look at this, this guy, Joseph, and his role in the Christmas story, Father, we worship you. Holy Spirit, may you speak far beyond what I can say. In your name, we ask these things. Amen. You may be seated. Joseph is one of the most uh, amazing characters in the Bible from the standpoint of we know so little about him. I mean, you know, we always ask that question, when I get to heaven, who, who would I like to talk to? You know, of course, I never met either one of my grandfathers, so I, 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 I do want to meet them and have a chat. Joseph certainly falls into that category, though, of people in the Bible I'd like to ask some questions Think about it. Do you realize there is not a single recorded word of what Joseph said in the Bible? Here is a guy whose role was to be the stepdad of God, the son of God. And yet we don't know anything he said. It doesn't mean he didn't say anything. I'm sure there were times he had a lot to say. Maybe some regrets of what he did say or didn't say. I think all of us who are parents have some trouble with uh, feeling inferior and inadequate and all of that mess. But none of us have perfect children to raise. Joseph did. So what a conversation in heaven to say, Joseph, how did you feel? Joseph, give us some accounts of what it was like, what, what actually happened in the home. 
Joseph, some have said, is like the forgotten man of Christmas. The one who really had a little publicity in the story, and yet he had a vital role. As we look at him, uh, the story starts out, and we see uh, in the first couple of verses how confused he was. I mean, after all, wouldn't you be confused? This is a guy in that culture. He was betrothed or pledged to be married. And it's not like an engagement in our culture when you are engaged in that culture. It is more like a contract that leads uh, further to that event of a wedding. The only way to break off that relationship is literally through a divorce. You were considered married even though you're not yet. There's no physical contact. Uh, Usually they see each other very little in that year that they're engaged or betrothed or in the NIV pledged to one another. And he's excited. He's, He's waiting for that day that is around the corner when there will be the wedding ceremony and they will be officially together. And yet, he discovers or finds out that Mary is pregnant. Talk about devastating news. Talk about confusion. I mean, in his mind, here is this godly young lady that he's going to spend the rest of his life with. And he knows he's not the father. And he's shocked. And he's devastated. And he's heartbroken. And he's confused. He, he must ask, God, what is going on? I do not understand what's happening. Of course, the first thing that comes to mind to me is, He must have thought, she's been unfaithful to me. She's betrayed me. I thought she loved me. At least one commentator gave another idea. I don't don't know what went through his mind. Like I said, there's not even anything recorded of what went through his mind. We'll have to ask him when we get to heaven to get the real scoop. But this is from Deuteronomy 22, a couple of verses that One commentator gave another possibility of what might have went through Joseph's mind in his confusion. It says, But if out in the country a man happens to meet a young woman pledged or betrothed to be married and rapes her, only the man who has done this shall die. Do nothing to the woman. She's committed no sin, deserving death. This case is like that of someone who attacks and murders a neighbor. For the man found the young woman out in the country... And though the betrothed woman screamed, there was no one to rescue her. So, so, you know, maybe this went through his mind. Maybe something happened to Mary. Maybe she was attacked and, and didn't tell anybody. Maybe she was too ashamed to, to discuss what happened. We don't, like I said, we don't really know everything that went through his mind. We just know he was confused. This was a guy that was broken. And that's another reason I could kind of relate to Joseph because we've all had circumstances in our lives where we just do not understand and we feel crushed. 
and you know we begin to question and say god why in the world would this happen i mean you're in charge god why would you let this occur to me we know so little really about joseph but it says in the passage that he was a righteous man so what i think that means is Joseph wanted to see God's will done. And he wanted to do everything he could to fulfill what it means to fear the Lord, trust the Lord, to walk in his ways. And so he, I think he was a guy whose heart was right. He, he seriously wanted to please God. He, he didn't know about Mary's vision about the message she received earlier she did she didn't know that that mary understood that what happened to her although it's still hard to grasp this idea of of being overshadowed by the most high conceiving what is from the spirit of god and being with child where the heavenly father is the father The virgin birth is certainly hard to grasp. Joseph, though, in his confusion, he had several choices. The first thing he could do was to make it public. To say, hey, I am to, I am to trot to marry. We are to be married in just a number of months. And, and she, she has a child. I'm not the, it's not me. He also knew, though, that the punishment for that in that culture was death for her. They, they took being sexually pure very seriously in, in that Jewish culture of, of ancient times. And he could have he made that decision, but he cared about her. I, I think he honestly didn't want to hurt her. Another choice he could have made was a private divorce, uh, which we see in the text, that's really what he chose, to quietly bring a couple of witnesses in order to divorce her and not make a big scene through that divorce. Third option he had was simply to marry her, even though he didn't understand. But honestly, I think he was just overwhelmed. And so, he chose that option. Um, in this day and time, there are some that choose the way to deal with it is just to have an abortion. That's not mentioned in the text. That wasn't, that wasn't uh, a part of the, the choices, I believe, for him. But he moved from this confusion, as we see in the text, to clarity. Now, this clarity didn't come just because of his own understanding. Because God spoke to him. God revealed to him the real circumstance. Boy, that's why it is so important for us to be people of prayer. Why it's so important for us as we seek God for help. Because we just don't know it all. We really only know what the other person lets us know. Now, we have our ideas. We have our perceptions of what's going on in somebody else's life. But until they really tell us, we don't fully know, do we? And 
that's how Joseph was able to really find out because God actually appeared through this angel to reveal to him the news of what was going on. Now, a couple of points of the clarity. First, he had a recollection, as, as we see in our text. And it tells us about him um, that he was... Uh, that he was a righteous man that he came uh, that he was part of the royal heritage uh, that we discovered in the verses just just previous to this text he was a descendant of David he was a righteous guy God was trying to remind Joseph hey wait a minute you're part of a godly heritage you are part of God's plan and you don't understand, but you need to remember. You, you need to be reminded who you are. You are special. You are important in God's plan. Se secondly, there was a reassurance. Uh, notice in our text, he, he, he is told to not be afraid. In verse 20, he says, don't, don't be afraid. Man, when we are hit, you know, like the children's sermon, when we are hit at news, with news that is going to drastically change our lives, it's tough. It's easy to be overwhelmed, to be knocked down. And so I think it's very important, and it matters in this text, that God sent a message to Joseph, said, hey, don't be afraid. I love you. I haven't forgotten you. I know what's going on, Joseph. What he says to him. And quite honestly, we need to be reminded of that too when we get overwhelmed. It says in Psalm 46, verse 10, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in all the earth. Guys, sometimes it's just really important. When we're overwhelmed and we don't know what to do, to just sit with God. Sit in his lap. Let him speak to you. Try not to immediately react. But let him love on you. Let him speak to you. Let him remind you that you belong to him. That you are his. Um, I read a story that Rob Roy had written about uh, his grandfather. Here's his words. He said that we, we loaded up with my four older brothers and mom and dad in our 64 brown Chevy Bel Air and headed to my grandparents' home. He said, my mom announced uh, that your granddad is very sick, so you need to be careful. Don't climb in his lap. Don't hurt him because he's sick. And here's his response. He said, uh, he said, uh, we came in, and the adults were sitting in the front room, and soon I was climbing into Grandpa's lap. My mom looked right at me and said, Bobby, what did I tell you? And Grandfather said, where else should he be? You see, that's our God. You say, well, well, I, I don't deserve or 
or, or God's too busy taking care of all these other problems. God says, climb up in my lap. That's where you need to be. And, and Joseph needed to be comforted. Next, uh, there's a resolution. Uh, he reveals to him, he said, for that, um, the angel says, that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Now, like I said, it's really hard to grasp these mysteries. The, the truths of God that are just bigger than our little minds. Um, Larry King, if you knew him years ago, he was an interviewer for CNN. And um, he was interviewing a, a man um, who asked him, if you could interview anybody, any person in history, who would you interview? And he said, I would interview Jesus Christ, and I'd ask him the question, were you really born of a virgin? Because if you were born of a virgin, everything changes for me. See, Larry King was Jewish, and he knew of the Messiah. He knew that if Jesus was really born of a virgin, it means God showed up in a special way. And that Jesus really is the promised one. And that it would make all the difference. Next he offers some instruction. Um, the angel says, She, Mary, will bring a son, forth a son. You'll give him the name Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. So there's a lot of vital information there. First, he, he reveals the point. He, he said, yeah, she's going to have a boy. She's going to have a son. And you have to give him a name. And, and look, says, Joseph, you don't have to be the smart guy here. I'm going to tell you the name that you are to give him. Jesus. God saves. Yeshua. In the Hebrew. God saves Jesus. So... He tells us he will save his people from their sins. So now suddenly it's like, wow, it's coming into focus for Joseph. All the confusion, what he did not understand, suddenly there is some clarification there. And then, and then he says, all this was done, the angel says, all this was done that it might be fulfilled. Behold, a virgin shall be with child. That prophecy of Isaiah would come into focus. You see, Mary, uh, when, when she first heard that news from Gabriel that she was expecting a child, there was a little one in her womb. It's like she wanted to talk to somebody. I mean, don't we all? And something is happening and we just need some support. Well, where are we going to go? Well, she went to see her cousin Elizabeth because Elizabeth, last thing she thought is that she was going to be a mom and she finds out that she is going to be a mom and that her baby is going to be the one who prepares the way for the Messiah. And also her husband, given the task of a name, guess what? Uh, you don't have to worry about the name. Here's the name. It's to be John. And so in Mary's mind, she thought, I want somebody that can understand what I'm going through. And not that anybody could totally understand what she was going through, but uh, Elizabeth, uh, she was definitely 
you know, going through some stuff that there's possibly some empathy and understanding available. And so she headed to see Elizabeth to share her heart. Suddenly, Joseph received some empathy for Mary, some understanding of what she's going through and what he's going to face, his stepdad of the Son of God. And that leads us uh, from confusion to clarity to this last point, which is a compliance from him in these last two verses, 24 and 25. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Now, Joseph had received all this information uh, in a dream. He fell asleep. Uh, we've all had some dreams that are kind of wild. You know, I've had dreams. I thought, I wonder if this is something I ate. You know, I'm having a bad reaction to it. Um, or, you know, is there something in my mind that's, you know, I'm sure you guys have had this happen. I'm having this dream, and the dream is so intense, I wake up, and I, I have to use the bathroom or something, but it's like, i got to go back to sleep because i got to know how this dream ends because it's just so real. So Joseph is, he's going through this dream, and, and of course, you know, there are other dreams uh, in the Bible. you got Jacob, you know, he falls asleep, uses the rock as a pillow, and then he has this dream of a, of a ladder, and uh, angels going up and down the ladder, the song Jacob's Ladder, we're climbing Jacob's Ladder and all that. And then, of course, um, you had the dream of Joseph. And I'm sure his brothers weren't uh, too happy about his dream, about these stars and the stars that bowed down to this one star, which was him. And they're thinking, you mean, what are you saying, brother? You know, so there's some jealousy and favoritism and all this crazy stuff going on in the different dreams. And yet, God does some of his best work through dreams. Remember, he conked out the man, knocked him cold asleep into a deep sleep, and took from the man's side what would be formed into woman, which means out of man. So God has used dreams through history, and in this case, he used this dream in Joseph's life. But now comes the tough stuff. Joseph wakes up. And it's time for him to put into action what he has learned. You know, it, it's not enough just to get the truth of God. We have to live the truth of God. We have to personally believe and put into practice what God shows us, what he teaches us, and that's what happened with Joseph. He received a message that they had to leave, that the king was crazy and he was out to bring death to the little ones. And so they headed out to Egypt for a time. And then when they came back, some people put the calendar together and thought, hmm, they came at a strange time here. And so tongues began to wag and there was a lot of gossip. Hey, you know, can you believe? 
Joseph married. Eh, I don't know about them. Tongues wagged and they had to put up with gossip and misunderstanding. Like I said, we really only know what people let us know, but we still try to fill in the gaps. And sometimes it gets us in trouble and it hurts other people. And I believe this was part of the lives of Joseph and Mary, what they had to endure. And yet Joseph and Mary were given a picture of a one, their child, who would save people from their sins. Which means that Jesus had a very specific role. Um, many would say uh, through this dream and through all this confusion and this chaos and clarity came. But what did that really mean? It, it wasn't an end of the plan. It was actually the plan from the beginning. That God was going to do something that is almost impossible for us to fathom, to grasp. And yet the, what we needed most. So he woke up and he went to work to obey. That's uh, a Christmas story through the eyes of Joseph and our greatest need. Look, we're all broken. Uh, we all have our issues. And as I've said several times, we all only know what we have let each other know about, about ourselves. Regardless of what it is that is hurting you, God wants to bring healing. That's why he came. That's why he died. And his resurrection proves he's got the power to take care of you, to bring you healing. And that's really what Christmas is about. It's not merely about a little baby that's all cute, little rock. But it's about the fact of who the baby is and that he was willing to become completely vulnerable so that even when he became an adult, he went to the cross. It's a love that is available to all of us. The question is, God, will I let you heal me? God, will I let you work in me? Let's pray. God, I want to thank you that we can be here today together, Lord. You know each one of us, Lord. You know our struggles, our weaknesses, our secrets. Um, hey, you, we can't hide secrets from you, but our secrets from one another. <laughs> and even so, you chose to come. And even so, the power of the cross, the work of Jesus Christ, is for us, Lord. For no matter what we have done, we're covered by the most amazing experience, event in all of history. Thank you for that, Lord. Um, I, I just pray this morning, uh, Lord, however you have spoken to us, because maybe we're in a time of confusion and chaos, and we're praying for clarity. And right now, maybe the time of compliance. God, just show me, Lord, don't let me miss you. Give me courage, uh, give me clarity that I may simply obey you. Um, so, Father, I don't get in your way, as Brother Jerry loves to say, keep me in your will so I don't get in your way. May we just be obedient there.
Father, at, at this time, um, may we just say yes to you, whatever you want, Lord. Maybe someone needs to just say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. I take your perfect gift, your love to me through your death, your forgiveness. Um, Father, if anyone here needs that, I, I just pray, Lord, they take your gift. Others of us who maybe have kind of wandered away from that powerful truth, bring us back. Remind us, Lord. <laughs> we belong to you. You love us. It's worked in us. Um, Father, we just uh, commit this time to you that we call invitation or response. And may we just respond to your call. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.